This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Falls are the leading cause of injury and accidental death among older adults in the U.S. Falls can also lead to premature placement in a nursing home but the chances of falling can be greatly reduced. There's a lot of things we can do to prevent falls. Changing the home environment is one very important thing, but really it's a set of tools to reduce falls. Then, do you work long hours? You may be putting your health at risk. A recent study shows that working too many hours could prove hazardous to your health. Working 55 hours or more per week increased the risk of heart disease or stroke events. So these are the risks that we're talking about here. Increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. Back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. A recent study shows that fall prevention programs reduce harmful in-home falls by a significant amount. Joining us is the senior author of the study, Susie Stark, Ph.D., associate professor at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. Professor, accidental falls can be devastating for older Americans. What's involved in fall prevention? Are we talking about changing the home environment? Well, there's a lot of things we can do to prevent falls. Changing the home environment is one very important thing, but really it's a set of tools that we have as healthcare providers to reduce falls for older adults. So things like talking to your doctor to make sure you're on the right medications and you're not on too many medications, making sure that you're as fit and healthy as you can possibly be by ensuring that you're exercising and keeping up with your balance and strength. But yes, falls in the home are an important issue, and making sure our homes are as safe as possible are one of the most important things we can do, especially the older we get and the more frail that we might become. We know that a fall can cause injury, but a fall can lead to a number of negative outcomes. Can you talk about that? Sure. I think most people don't realize that we all fall. We've all fallen since we were small, but the consequences of falls start to become more serious and more significant. Falls are the leading cause of injury death in the United States, and the rate of injury deaths continue to rise across the country. So that is the most devastating outcome of a fall. But falls can also cause things like traumatic brain injuries. Falls are the leading cause of traumatic brain injuries, in fact, for older adults. They cause more than 95% of hip fractures, which can sometimes lead to premature institutionalization for older adults. So falls are definitely something that we don't want to have happen. It usually occurs that about one out of every five times somebody falls, they might sustain a serious injury, such as a broken bone or a head injury. So you might survive one fall unscathed, but that increases your chance perhaps in the future of having a more devastating fall. So we want to pay attention to that. To what extent do fall prevention programs reduce the risk of these falls? The different types of interventions that we apply might have a different rate of fall reduction. So in this study that we did, we've had about a 40% reduction in the number of falls that someone can experience. And that's a pretty good effect. We find that we can't always reduce the fall risk to zero. But with each of these interventions that we try to apply, we can reduce the fall risk by some 
10%. And 40% seems to be about the best effect that we're seeing in these behavioral interventions that we're trying. What if a listener has an older relative or someone older is listening and wants to get involved in one of these programs? How does that work? I think there are lots of great places that you can target. So usually every single older adult has access to an area agency on aging in their community. These are federally funded programs. And if someone makes a call to the area agency on aging, they will have a really good list of evidence-based programs that are available in their community for them to access. So I highly encourage everyone to call the 211 system or the area agency on aging to find a program near them. In doing your study, were there any variations between male, female, or minorities in terms of fall frequency? We didn't actually do a sub-analysis in this study because our sample size wasn't quite big enough. But we know in the literature there have been reports that black people might fall less than white people. We're not sure why that is. I suspect it's because we haven't done enough studies of black people, so I don't want them to think that they have a protection by virtue of their race. I also will note that more women fall than men, so those are some important characteristics to consider, but I think everybody has a risk for falling. Even though it's a reduced risk, everybody's at risk and everyone should make sure they protect themselves as best they can. We're speaking with Professor Susie Stark, who is with Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. There is often, I guess, ridiculed advertising campaign, uh, which is I've fallen and I can't get up. Is that actually a problem? I mean, do people fall and are unable to get up and perhaps even pass away in those situations? Yes, we can sometimes call that found down. So an older adult might fall and they might live alone and they might fall in a place where they're not able to seek help. So those are devastating falls that have devastating consequences and outcomes often. So we try to do our best to educate folks about not falling, but we also try to educate people about if they do fall to have a plan in place. So that commercial you refer to was to try to sell a product that was called the Lifeline, which would allow an older adult to push a button on a pendant that they had around their neck and engage support services. That was a very old commercial, but those systems still do exist. There are lots of different systems in place to alert someone if you have a fall. Those only work, however, if you're wearing it when you do have a fall. And I know lots of older adults like to take those off if they go outside or if they're in the shower, and those are sometimes the places where serious falls occur. So I encourage everybody to check. Those are waterproof, and everyone should wear them in the shower if you do have a system like that. In terms of what you were just saying about falls in the shower, are there areas of the home that are most dangerous for falls? There have been several different studies that have looked at the most dangerous falls, and we don't have definitive answers, but our qualitative data or things that people tell us, falls in the bathroom are more frequent and more serious because they tend to have harder surfaces. And so the falls backward in the bathroom tend to be the most devastating falls and result in head injury or death. In terms of paying the cost, is there an average cost to retrofit a home to make it safe for residents? Sure. The study that we just conducted actually had a cost analysis, and we kept track of how much the modifications we provided. And the modifications we provided were 
pretty simple things like grab bars installed by a contractor or additional lighting that comes on with a sensor when one gets up to go to the bathroom at night or even simple things like no slip stick down tape to make sure that the bottom of a shower isn't very slippery. And the cost of that intervention that we kept track of, the equipment and the cost to hire a contractor to install things was just over a couple hundred dollars, which is a very small cost relative to the cost of a $10,000 emergency room visit. So the costs for these things are relatively modest compared to the cost of not taking these steps. Regarding the age of the people in your study, about how old were they? The average age of this group was about 75. So these are older, older adults, if you will. We often think of people becoming older adults when they're 65, because that's when Medicare kind of defined aging so long ago. But this is an older group. The average age was 75 years for this sample. Professor, any last thoughts on this topic? And do you plan future research in this area? So our future research is actually to figure out how best we can implement programs like this one across the country. We want to make sure that we have adequate therapists trained to provide the intervention and services available for older adults. And I just want to remind all the healthcare providers out there and all of the family members of older adults, as well as the older adults, that Falls are entirely preventable. It's up to us to make that happen. It's important and it's valuable, and I hope everyone will join in this fight. Susie Stark, Ph.D., Associate Professor at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for your attention to this important issue. I really appreciate it. Next, working long hours could be a health hazard. That story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 